This is... Wait, we should establish, like, what we want to talk about. What I, are the bullet I, points we need to I, hit here? I, I got it. I got it. Okay, so we tell them that the show is called Do You Want to Make a Podcast? It is a fireside chat between two best friends who are on the hunt to create the perfect podcast. They have a lot of ideas, and they can't decide what they want to talk about. Okay. That's pretty much it. That's it. We that's 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 the like, synopsis. Then we'll then we'll plug the social media. Do we want to do like social media? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So so we'll tell them to follow us at Do You Want to Pod, all spelled out. That's Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. You can also email us at Do You Want to Make a Podcast at Gmail dot com. That's it. That works for me. Wait, I think we just did it. We did it. That was my that was my plan all along. Oh, okay. Bye. Bye. Except hello, because now the show's starting. Yes, it is. done it we did it we're in the thing now here we it's are time. yes we are joined today by longtime friend nick fellinger and nick i i don't know if i've ever told you uh what we do here on the show it's you know very very low stakes we're just you know on the quest to create the perfect podcast you know just real real bite-sized achievable goals yeah. gonna knock it out in one take i think i think so uh and you know I've been I've been thinking to myself, podcast the, the the big time podcasts they have celebrities, right? And I thought, who do I know? I know Nick Fellinger. Am I a celebrity now? Star, uh, you're you're our first celebrity movie star guest, my friend. <laughs> I I I'm honored. I'm flattered. Yeah. Uh, some serious movie buffs may know Nick from uh. The second Jane Silent Bob and the third, right? There's three from Jane Silent Bob Strike Back and Jane Silent Bob Reboot. Got it. Yeah. Cool. Okay. Um, to prepare for this, I I was watching TV with my girlfriend yesterday, and I was like, "All right, we got to watch uh, Jane Silent Bob." My buddy Nick's in it as as a wee boy, mm-hmm. and I started the movie expecting to like watch through the whole movie, but then within the first two minutes, yeah, you're right there. Uh, I was like, opening, "Oh, great! Interview scene. prep <laughs> done. Done. Check." Knocked it right yeah. out. <laughs> it was awesome. Who needs who needs anything yeah, more and than you that? Just turn it off, and um, I still get the residuals, so we're good. <laughs> good. I'm glad you get the residuals, and yeah. uh, if I'm being fully truthful, I could tell the lady wasn't quite digging it. She was she was like watching it, but I was like, okay, we saw my buddy. I'm gonna cross my fingers that. If there's more to the film, I'll, I'll catch it at a later point. So I will resume it. But the, the goal was to uh, see you in the year 1999, my friend. What a treat. Yeah, man, that was... Tw- tw- is that? Oh, my God, was that 21? No, 2000 we shot it, right? Oh, 20 2000, years ago. okay. Holy crap. Yes, yeah. they they said in the year 1999 in the in the thing, and it messed me up. Oh. Because um, it came yes, out in 2001. You, yep. These are the important details that people want to know about. <laughs> I mean, hey, that's the, the, the that's always my first question whenever I'm like watching a movie. You know, the first question is always, "Hey, when did this come out?" Because that's yeah. important. But it really gives it gives it context. It truly does because there are times when I watch a movie and I'm like, "You shouldn't say that," and then I'll mm-hmm. be like, "Oh, this movie was made in the '90s." 
Oh, like, oh you could get away with anything back then. Yeah, that's fine. Then It's fine. Then. Yeah. Well, it's actually, that's an interesting point, because there's even, like, um, like, I have lines in Jay and Silent Bob Strike Back that, like, I would never say today. But mm. 20 years ago, when I'm, like, a kid trying to get a job, it's like, you know, yeah, whatever, just tell me what to say, I'll say it. Right. Yeah, I'll, st- but, I'll say it, I'll do it. Yeah. But, yeah, there's definitely, like, and it's funny, because anytime I do something, like, related to it um, in a context where someone might realize who i am or recognize it they'll like ask me to say one particular line oh no and it's a line that i do not say anymore yeah <laughs> we're not gonna we're not gonna ask no. you we're yeah. not gonna ask cool. you yeah, you yeah, have yeah. to kids you gotta watch the movie so my boy gets the residuals if That's you right. want to hear these <laughs> lines that were funny in a time and now they're not funny anymore but yeah so it's um it's definitely yeah it's an interesting little time capsule 20 years ago making yeah Making that movie. Yeah, I I bet. I can only imagine. Yeah. I I was as I was watching it, I was thinking of you, Jim. I was like, oh, Jim would hate to watch me watch this movie because all the parts of it that I would find hysterical, I think Jim would <laughs> not it would probably, enjoy. It would probably enrage me. <laughs> it would it's... enrage you. It is so much not only bad puns, but some serious wordplay cringy meta humor there's mm. looks at the camera and it's funny i see kevin smith doing the cringy smile thing with his shoulders up and i was like holy shit i do that all the time <laughs> so yeah. i felt a kindred spirit there there's a time there's a time and a place for everything but i don't know i've never i've never i've never seen this movie but now i have a reason to watch it heck yeah for the residuals <laughs> To get my boy (laughs) to line to line my pockets. Yes, your newest stim check is coming from all of our listeners watching Jay and Silent Bob. Yeah. (laughs) Oh man. Um, I I like I love the story of how you got booked for the next Jay and Silent Bob movie. But if it's something you don't want to discuss on mic, we don't have to discuss it. But I love that story. No, that was it was it was fun. So I was. Uh, so we know each other from back in our old catering days. Um, <laughs> the brotherhood. The brotherhood. The catering of, in the Big Apple. Slinging, slinging derves and, and drinks. Woo! Those, you know, the rich of New York really need help eating their tiny hot dogs. I gotta say, like, we yeah. can't expect them to eat their own pigs in a blanket. Right? They that need would us be to give it to them. Exactly. Yes. Um, and they need us to be dressed in all black while we do it. Um, otherwise, it just doesn't <sighs> Or taste all good. white. Or all white. All, all yeah. black or all white. Like, we can never get a blue. There's no pink no. anywhere. It's like, what? it's such a strange binary world. Anyway. It's a very strange thing. So, um, <sighs> so for some backstory, so, like we said, we shot Strikes Back in um, 2000. So there's no, you know, like, cell phone, like, no, known as a cell phone or, or, you know, Facebook or anything like that. That's just not a thing that exists. So after... We shoot it. I kind of like lose touch with everyone. I go down to Savannah, Georgia, um, for school, um, and lose touch with my agent that I had had at the time. Um, and so then, apparently, when Clerks Clerks Two came out, um, they wanted us to come. Me and Jake, the other uh, kid from that mm-hmm. scene, wanted to. They wanted us to come back and kind of reprise that scene. But no one could find me um, because I had fallen off the grid um, of, of that whole world. So they actually replaced me with Ethan Suplee, um in Clerks 2. Ethan Suplee. 
Jake is still in it. Ethan Suplee from uh, my my name is Earl, the brother on my name is Earl. Oh, oh yes, okay. yeah, I, yeah, I, yeah, I, yeah. I don't know yeah, the yeah. show too well, but yeah, I know, I know. Of but it. I uh, I can put a face to the name now that you put it. Now that you say that, yeah, yeah. Um, or in in Mallrats, um, he's the one who can't figure out the magic eye. He's freaking out about the magic eye in Mallrats. Um, so the, yeah, so Jake is still in it, and then they replaced me with Ethan Suplee, who did a great job, and love Ethan Suplee, no hard feelings there. But um, but yeah, so I remember like watching that movie come out and being like, ah, what the hell just happened? Um, but I know I didn't know how to like reach out to anyone. Um, so then, uh, cut to a number of years later, we were working the premiere of uh, the Suicide Squad. Um, where Kevin uh, was attending as kind of like resident comic book nerd to like put his stamp of approval on the movie, um, which I don't think he did in the end. But um, <laughs> ah, I was going to say, did they ignore his lack of approval? <laughs> Were they not going to put it out if he didn't say okay? <laughs> yeah, I think it was just the, to like help the marketing. They wanted you know the host of comic book men to say it was a good movie. Um, but so I'm walking around passing hors d'oeuvres and I notice that he's there. And so, of course, every, everyone else who's catering the, the party is like, dude, you have to, like, you have to go talk to him. You're an idiot, idiot if you don't go talk to him. Like, what are you thinking right now? Mm. But I'm, you know, you're, first of all, when you're catering, you're not supposed to talk to guests, especially yes. influential guests. Um, and second, this is at the time 15 years ago. So I'm like, he's not going to remember who I am. He's not, you know, this is, this is just going to be a weird, awkward, you know, like, I, I, I met you 20 years ago. <laughs> um, but eventually it's like the end of the party. He's there with um, his daughter, Harley Quinn. And um, they kind of looks like they're about to leave. And I'm like, you know what? I'll just, I'm going to shoot my shot. Let's see what happens. Um, so I walk up. I'm just like, hey, I'm so sorry to bother you um i didn't you probably don't remember me but you know 15 years ago i was in uh, i was the kid and jay and silent bob and the gray hoodie who gets thrown up against the wall and his jaw drops and he like grabs me by the face and starts like doing that and he's like holy shit you're an adult now and i was like yeah that's what that's what happens when when your age doubles um, <laughs> so uh yeah so and then and then he wound up keeping me in conversation for like 20 minutes, maybe a half an hour, even to the point where all of our catering captains were like getting really pissed. Yeah. Off <laughs> <laughs> and it was, but uh, what am I going to say? Like, Hey, Kev really can't talk right now. I got to go sling these dirts. Yeah. Um, so that's not, you know, like, so, and he's like calling Harley Quinn over and he's like, you're not going to remember this because you were a baby, but you two were in a scene of a movie together 15 Aww. years ago. And like, he was so funny and he was like talking me up and it was this whole thing. Eventually he takes out his phone, um, takes a selfie of the two of us and then asks me to put my number in his phone. Um, so I did that and then I don't hear anything for that. And he's, and he's saying that at the time he was working on Mallrats 2, which never actually wound up happening. Mm. Um, but he was like, we got to get you into Mallrats 2. We got to get you into Mallrats 2. <laughs> I was like, yeah, man, that sounds great. Um, then, like, I don't hear anything. Like, nothing happens. Three months later, I wake up to my phone just, like, exploding. And it turns out that um, Kevin had posted, uh, like, a top and bottom of on the top, the selfie of us at the Suicide Squad premiere, and on the bottom, the, like, screenshot from the movie. Yeah. Um, and... So at the time, 
was when I was about to, I was making the decision to leave catering and get into mm-hmm. software development. Um, and I was about to do this uh, three month long coding boot camp. Mm-hmm. But now I had this thing where it's like, oh shit, like, what if Kevin Smith calls me and asks me, like, I can't, you know, like, ditch the coding boot camp in the middle after I spent all that money on it and, like, go do this right. thing. And finally it was like, you know what? No, I'm going to, you know, I'll take my chances of doing the boot camp. Luckily, nothing happens that summer because Mallrats uh, 2 fell through. Luckily for me, not for um, Kevin Smith fans or Kevin Smith. Right. But, <laughs> um, and then, uh, and so then, you know, I, I become a software engineer. Anyway, then Jan Talent Reboot is kind of is announced. And at this point, because of Kevin Smith's post um, a couple of years prior, Jake and I have reconnected and become friends on Instagram. Nice. So we're like messaging, messaging each other every day. Like, hey, man, did you hear anything yet? Did you hear uh, anything yet? It's like, no, nothing yet, nothing yet, nothing yet. <sighs> and then um, eventually one day he messages me and he's like, yep. Just got the word. They want us in New Orleans next week. Um, uh, they need your email address. I was like, <laughs> yeah. All right. Here we go. Let's send it <laughs> yeah. Up. So um, this is this was like a Wednesday, and they wanted us there on Monday. And so they uh, we yeah went down to New Orleans and spent like four days uh, in New Orleans and shot our scene for the post credits of or mid credits rather of, of reboot and yeah Ugh. that was that was an absolute blast absolute blast i love that's so fun. i love that story it is the perfect podcast we've done it's, it yeah. yes <clears throat> heck yeah <laughs> ah. um and and even better the thing that's probably the most kind of rewarding and 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 um exciting thing about it is that so i don't know if, uh, you know like the way they released it was they went on tour with it um did so not know were, that like kevin and yeah, so Kevin and Jay were, there was like a two-night event, a two-night Fathom event, and then they went on tour um, with Kevin and Jay guesting at all of the um, events to like do Q&As and stuff afterwards. Right. And um, recently, Kevin did a like live stream on it of it, um, and he, when he got to that post-credit or mid-credit scene, he said that apparently in like almost every single screening when me and Jake showed up on screen, the crowd like burst into like, like applause. And, like, freaked uh, out, which is so <laughs> like, nice. so humbling and cool. And yeah, that's and I, unreal. Yeah. That's yeah, wild. yeah. Fuck. Yeah. So, so dope. Oh yeah. man. Yes. So that was, that's, that's a huge honor. That's a huge honor. Cool. I love that. Awesome. And I, and I'm, I love it yeah. for you, man. I love that something is, you know, can be soul. I mean, anything can be soul crushing if you let it, but catering can especially be a tough grind. And I just love that something good came out of it, in my opinion, which right. was you getting this gig. One, one good thing. It only takes one good thing like that. Um, yeah. That's fantastic. To make, to make eons of struggle worth it. it takes exactly. one good thing. Oh, the little hot dogs um, led up to this. Yeah, no, it's, it's true. Yeah. <laughs> All those uh, donut walls. Uh, but I love a good donut wall. As much as I don't have the best memories of catering, I love a good donut wall. Yeah, but when we're catering, you're you're setting up the donut wall, not eating the donut It's wall. true. Oh, wait, we were supposed to be setting it up? I was, <laughs> I was eating it while y'all were setting it up, I guess. Oopsie doodle. Now, what is a donut wall? A donut wall is is a large board that's covered in like pegs and you hang donuts on the pegs and people grab 
donuts off pegs on a wall. It looks great. It's it looks really fancy, and because because you can't just like put a donut on a plate. No, Come on, this is like, no. What, what what year is it? That's there's that no be, class to you, that. Paid, that would be insane. You paid so much money for this catered event. They just can't give you donuts. They have to display it no. on a peg wall. On a pegboard, yeah. <laughs> It's the only way to. Come that on. is a perfect. You, you need you need you need four people to spend twenty minutes hanging donuts on pegs and then refreshing them throughout. That's the, night. the only way to eat donuts in New York. Oh my god, the That's, only way. Yeah, yeah. For, for those of you who aren't in New York and may not know, we only eat donuts—tiny, <laughs> tiny little donuts about that big—off of large walls of pegs. Yes. Now these donut pegs. Are we mm. talking one donut per peg or multiple yeah. donuts per peg? One donut per peg. One so that gives you that gives the peg. catering folks peg. a reason to exist because they need to keep filling up the the donut wall. Now, right. okay, okay. Now to receive the donut, mm-hmm. am I allowed to go to the board and like essentially make out with it in order to obtain a donut? Like, can I go up to the board so and, be, and be like, for sure? Oh, I would say it's discouraged, but also um, guests at catered events can really just whatever do the, whatever yep. the hell they want. That's yep. true. And and our job would then to just be to remove the surrounding donuts so that there you know no contaminated donuts on the wall, <laughs> and you continue on bobbing for peg donuts. Excellent, excellent, excellent. Yeah. I do remember there was one time. Um, we were working an event, I think we were, I was bartending at MoMA, and we would have these, like, like, square things filled with snacks sitting at the bar, and one time we had, like, cheese twists, um, and I remember a guest came up, took a bite out of the cheese twist, went, and then put it back. Uh, Oh, don't do this. Yeah. Don't, don't, don't do that thing. That's, it was a bad thing. It's not a good thing to do. No, I mean in a in and and in, in in our current climate, mm-hmm. it's even oh, worse. Yeah. Real bad. You would have to you would have to set the whole bar on fire at that point. Yeah, my God. Well, there probably it's wouldn't be the party going on in the first place. Yeah. But. Well, yeah, but still. <laughs> oh man, I wonder if if yeah. catering folks are going to have to trade in their catering black shirt and pants for hazmat suits once this is all over, because you're still gonna you still can't just. I eat. hope so. Your, your donuts need to come from a wall, and your tiny hot dogs need to be handed right. out to you. So how are we going to do it? Hazmat mm-hmm. suits. Hazmat suits. And you need all of your classic cocktails to be renamed corny oh, based on the theme of the party. Yes! My favorite part of the job. Yeah. I forget all the names, but I, I liked them. <laughs> I forget. I can't remember a, si- I can't remember a single one. <laughs> Those are some wild you know nights. What? Somehow that makes that makes even more sense. I was like, I need an example, and then I was like, no, no, that's just <laughs> no. that's so right that you can't even remember one. They were so <sighs> bad. We can. I mean, I, this isn't a, this isn't a real one. This is just one that I I, I could think of as an please, example to give you an please. idea of what it was like. It's like if it's a if it's a wedding, right? And like the bride's name is Dana, it'd be like, oh, would you care for a Dana Ackery? <laughs> Boo. Yeah, that's 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 horrid. Yeah. I like I knew it was coming before you even said it, Nick, but it it's still it still made my spine like just tingle. Yeah. yeah. 
I really, what I love to continue off that thought is how these are the social elite taking these drinks, right? So like I, I saw the drinks get mixed in a giant vat. These are not individually, you know, made cocktails. This is, this is catering. We do what we can. So I see these really high profile people take the drink and pretend to like it a lot. They're like, oh, that's good. That's really good. And I'm sitting right. there looking at them with a smile of like, you and I both know this thing sucks. I just dumped, I, I dumped four bottles of vodka into a pickle bucket 20 minutes ago. And that's what you're drinking. That is what they drink. Just so you know. It was, to be fair, kids, there were no pickles in this bucket. That's just what we call them. But yes, they were just, they were like, yeah. and it's, it's this wonderful dichotomy. I don't know if I'm breaking any contracts by talking about how the sausage gets made here, but like, are these are high profile people. Right? What are they going to fucking do? Yeah. These are high-profile people eating food that was prepared in loading docks from, like, yeah. it's rewarmed food. This is, like, no, yeah. like, but the funny thing is we, we the workers, saw it, and we would eat it because we were hungry. <laughs> but if you weren't hungry, you, you probably would just pass it by. So to be clear, the companies that we were working for, I probably shouldn't, for legal reasons, name them out loud. But these were like, <laughs> th- these weren't like the people that you that like any normal person would get to like cater a party or something, come to your house and do this. this we were working for like really high level, mm-hmm. like fancy, expensive, top New York catering companies. So these were like these were very wealthy people eating uh, garage food. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah like there was and they're like, eating it and they're going oh my god this is this is incredible this is amazing this is so you just want to be like i reheated this with a sterno in a giant metal box in your garage <laughs> oh that is it's, that's very it's the fun. great catering before covid was the great equalizer and now it's been outdone by covid but prior to that it's like, that's how I saw all my celebrities in New York. It's like, after a while, you'd, you know, seeing Martha Stewart pop up just doesn't phase you. But at first I was like, right. oh God, you look really good for having committed crimes. You're like the most <laughs> well put together criminal I've ever seen in my life. Yeah. Yeah, it was, um, it was, it was definitely an interesting experience for sure. I remember there was one oh, party where um, the I did it, I think, two years in a row. And the like band um, at the party, like the, the just like the musical entertainment, was Harry Connick Jr. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Like he wasn't a guest. He was like he was the, the birthday party band. He was the entertainment. Yeah. Like you're on a different level when yeah. you're like, um, who should we get? Should we get this uh, U2 cover band? No, let's get the actual Harry Connick Jr. <laughs> To sit up here and play all my faves. Oh my gosh. And and he's just essentially wallpaper at this point. He's just mm-hmm. part of the decor. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, God. Was... <clears throat> oh, and the year before Harry Connick Jr., it was Rod Stewart. Same party. <laughs> that's yeah. that's awesome. somehow even funnier. <laughs> <sighs> yeah. Man. Oh. I like it's it's like a level of it's a it's a level of something that I can't even like comprehend. So it's it's very strange. 
It's very strange to be in those situations because it's you're at like the height of this kind of like elite level of society, mm-hmm. which you feel like should be a really cool thing, but you're not a part of it. Yeah, does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Like you're not you're not really Correct. there. Yeah, yeah. You're watching mm-hmm. it. You're seeing firsthand how you know the other half lives without ever actually. <laughs> Being living it, yeah, it. like without actually yeah. like being a part of it, right? Which is a very it's, odd experience, and and it's funny, like to go along with that is you having worked it for a while, it becomes like it just becomes another day to you, and you know mm-hmm. that this event that they walk into and oh, it's really cool stuff and it looks so amazing. It's all these like rented tables that are like. Mm-hmm. gross and like yeah. there's Plywood. chips out yeah. of them and we just cover them with these really nice tablecloths and there's like a life metaphor there that like you think this thing is bright and shiny and great but if you were to look under the tablecloth it's all oh gilded, boy oh baby. boy what would you see <laughs> it's all gilded we got a cat we got a cat <laughs> incident cats I love it uh, we, you just you yes. just got catted <laughs> we t- <laughs> We did. We got catted the other week on the show talking about the remake of the movie. Uh, we've broken our cardinal rule. We were not supposed no, to discuss yes, cats. No, no ever again. Of but here the we are. Film cats allowed. Okay, but now that's gonna get broken again because oh my <laughs> yes. god, it was it was a marvel. Oh my Thank god, you. that movie. Thank you, Nicholas. Was so phenomenal. So here's what I did. Here's here's how I enjoyed. Kids, um, I did not pay Nick. These are his own opinions, but you know how I feel. Please go on, Nick. So, uh, my girlfriend and I uh, snuck a bottle of vodka into the theater. Yep. And yes. just got, like, hammered watching this movie. And it was the funniest. It's the fun. It's the funniest movie I've ever seen. <laughs> yes. It's Agree. the funniest movie I've seen in my This comes from a life. man who was in Kevin, Kevin Smith films. Cass is the funniest movie. He has ever seen. Oh, and I saw. Um, I was fortunate enough to see the um, the version that was done before they like fixed <gasps> a few things. Yes! I saw like, the original, the original cut. Um, there is at one point in the original cut, and I hope someone pirates it somewhere so that other people can see this. But you can see the full exact like shape of Eater Selva's penis very clearly and it's <laughs> it's and it's like how the hell did you let that make it into the movie yeah. it's so weirdly bad it's 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 a new level of bad honestly it's almost like it's better than the room it's like it's this <gasps> oh because it's oh that's high praise because the room because the room is is unbelievably bad and amazing for all those reasons. But it was also bad because it was made for like no money with no recognizable actors, you know, by uh, by just yeah. a guy with his, with like like no backstory. Like it's a very strange thing. There's a lot of things contributed to that being bad that all make sense. Cats <laughs> is one of the most star-studded casts in like the past decade. Funded with millions and millions of studio dollars, directed by actual, <laughs> written and directed by actual filmmakers, that comes together <laughs> to just this this trash fire of a disaster, and it's 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 one of the most uh, it's it's one of the most phenomenal things I've ever seen. Yes, 
it's just just like a catering event. It's also gilded. Yeah. If you lift up that cover. If you lift up the cover, you'll um, see Idris Elba's penis. Yeah. It Which, was, it's, to be fair, I imagine someone who was worst. in the editing room. <laughs> well, I'm, I, well, maybe maybe the, the person who they wanted it to go through, they were like, the world needs this. The world deserves The world this. needs this. There will be a time when we're all stuck at home and all we'll want is to see Idris Elba's penis. Yeah. I would it prefer was... it to a lot of other things I see on television. That's true. Um, <laughs> Not to get yeah, too dark, but yeah. The best thing was, so in the in the theater, there was, it was, it was split almost exactly in half of people Oh. Who, like my girlfriend and I were like drunk and just enjoying the hell out of it. <laughs> and then like children who were just genuinely enjoying it because oh. they were children. Um, oh. And so there would be a moment where something completely ridiculous would happen. And half of us would just burst into laughter and then immediately <laughs> feel completely guilty for like ruin- ruining these children's like genuinely enjoyable time. Yeah, similar similar thing, but not at all. I was in a theater with a few of our friends. We were also under influences. And behind us, it was only us and the people right behind us. Rest was empty theater. There was like four people behind us and halfway through the movie, I think our raucous laughter just made them leave. <laughs> I think they were trying to seriously enjoy it. Yeah. I just feel like at that, I mean, it was so, it was like, there was not a single report I, so the reviews that came out when that movie came out were some of the funniest movie reviews I've ever seen. Oh, yeah, they were hysterical. So the idea that you would read that review or hear anything or even just see the trailer and go into that movie trying to actually enjoy it is is crazy to me. Like, you kind of deserve <laughs> to get mocked at that point. You earn uh, Let's read some, oh, shall man. we? Oh, yeah. I, Hold, please. I was hoping you'd do that, Jim. Hold, I think there was please. one by, oh, who was the best one I read? I think it was like, I think it was Gizmodo, maybe. There was an amazing one that. <laughs> yes. So I've gone to, I've gone to Rotten Tomatoes, where I get all my best uh, headlines. The tomato meter is 21% for cats. Better than I thought. Of people. Who are the 21% of people that are rating Well, this they're movie giving it a like... favorable review, which is like a three out of four or a two point <laughs> five out of four. Uh like like here's here, here's the here's the top line uh from uh, a critic review for cats that is considered favorable. Whether you think the imagery is beautiful or nightmarish, this is a film that demands to be looked at. Like that's not so, that's not that's not like this movie is good. That's just like this is a movie that oh, you need to see because right. so these are attention people, so must these, be paid. Favorable favorable reviews are people who would agree with like Joe and I about like about this yeah. is a, this is a train wreck that you have. To right see. here's another here's another favorable one. Uh, while it's far from being perfect or even perfect, it certainly doesn't <laughs> warrant the abuse that has been heaped upon it. At the very least, it deserves a chance. So it's like, it's so like, guys, just give it, come on, it's it's cats, just give oh. it a chance. There's, there's, my favorite review that came out was from Gizmodo, and the, the headline is, I have seen sights no human should see. And then the opening, the opening line, 
The opening line is, I have been processing this movie for the last 24 hours. Trying to understand anything as terrifying and visceral a train wreck as cats. You have to see cats. <laughs> uh, that sums it up. Yeah. So, I, you must you must I, witness the hubris of director Tom Hooper. You must witness the hubris of Hollywood, the hubris of these performers. You have to sit in that theater and view this fur festooned thing that, so that years from now you might heroically say that you were there. You saw it in its infancy before it became a cult oddity like another bizarre and inept but thoroughly watchable feline-centric film, uh, House. It's just yeah. it's, it's wow. just baffling and yet it must be seen. It's bad, but you've got to experience it. It's so true. This comes oh this brings two I have two thoughts. One, uh, to Nick's point, there should have been t-shirts given out if you saw cats in theaters that you mm-hmm. that you survived the feline frenzy. And two is that I think these reviews, the favorable reviews from cats you should be obligated to disclose whether or not you are a cat owner before you write a good review of cats. Cause I just, I want to, I want to see if the bias affects anyone's review. Like if you already like cats in general, or maybe the opposite is true. If you love the animal, you can't stand to watch the movie. I'm just, I'm just curious if that has any effect. All right, another. Well, I, I am a cat owner, and I, and I, and I am a, a cat enthusiast, and I love the movie. That's it. It's fantastic. All right, I got to read one more. The data is irrefutable. I got to. <laughs> Go ahead, Jim. I got to read more. one more. Uh, another favorable review. I spent most of cats with my hands over my mouth, going, "What is happening?" <laughs> And so then, and, and then, to be fair, dot dot dot. I had a ton of fun with this. <laughs> Great. Um, all right. Favorite moment from Cats. Go. Uh, easily, Idris Elba having wizard powers as McCavity, and his spell to teleport is shouting his own name with a plume of smoke. I will. I will give an example. He goes, McCavity, and that's exactly how he says it. You know what that reminds me of is, do you watch the new TV show version of What We Do in the Shadows? If you no. haven't seen it, you to, have though. to see yeah. it. It's, it's, the first season was good. The second season has been phenomenal. But uh, Matt Berry, um, whenever he turns into a bat, first he yells the word bat. It's like, bat! And then he flies <laughs> off. And it's hilarious. Yes! Um, and, but like, you what's know, your f- genuinely what, what, funny. My what's favorite, your favorite, Nick? My favorite my moment. Favorite moment I think the the point of the movie where I, I was fully satisfied by... Because, you know, I went into the theater to see something horrible. And the moment when I was like, oh, you've exceeded all of my expectations, was when Rebel Wilson unzipped and took off her skin and fur to reveal skin. Um, a costume underneath her skin and fur. And mm-hmm. then started eating cockroaches with baby faces. Yes, the cockroaches and the mice were wildly unsettling. Yeah. I did not like them. I I did not I I'm like I didn't ask for this. I asked for cats. Don't yeah. give me non-cats. Yes. <laughs> Jim, what was your favorite moment? I know it's hard to pick one. I mean, Jason Derulo as a cat that fucks is a uh, is was was pretty good. I was like I'm having fun watching this. For for a movie that was designed to be fit kid and family friendly, that was one of the most weirdly sexual movies I have ever seen. Yep, agreed. Yep. 
Honorable mention goes to Dame Judi Dench's direct camera address to close out the film. To tell as if pe- it wasn't to tell enough. What She's a like, cat and is. now I'm yes. Now I'm gonna look directly into your souls because I'm motherfucking yeah. Judy Dench, and I'm gonna tell you the difference between cats and dogs. Yeah, oh, Ian McKellen. Fuck. Ian McKellen I, was also incredible. Uh, Ian McKellen was incredible. Like he shows yeah. up. He's Best part like, of the movie. He he crushes it. And then he leaves, and it's like, oh man, if that, if the whole thing had been that, yeah, yeah, oh man, I, my favorite thing right now is that this conversation started with uh, the comment that you're not allowed to talk about cats on this podcast. Yeah, you know, I'm thinking that maybe Jim, we were too rash in in putting up this no fly zone. Well, the no fur zone maybe, or whatever you want to call it. I think it. that you should maybe just uh, retool the podcast entirely to become <laughs> every episode just a rehashing of the movie. Well, cast. so I mean, there is a so have you guys ever heard of have you guys ever heard of the podcast The Worst Idea of All Time? Uh no, no. I haven't. Uh so shout out to The Worst Idea of All Time. Uh the premise of The Worst Idea of All Time was they're going to watch one of the worst movies ever made every week for a year. And they do a podcast where they talk about it every week and how much pain they're in. So I know they've done uh, Sex in okay. they've done Sex in the City two, they've mm-hmm. done Grown Ups two. They're also part of one of my favorite uh, annual podcasts, uh, Till Death Do Us Blart, where they have sworn to watch uh, the uh, with the McElroy brothers to watch uh, Paul Blart Mall Cop two every American Thanksgiving from now until the end of time. Uh, so I think Cats Cats is an excellent nomination for uh, a worst idea of all time style podcast where we watch Cats just rewatch Cats every week every week from now until the end of time and there's always going to be something new that you find with the Cats Mm -hmm. I I have a a podcast idea that I really want to put together yes um that I, it's it's going to be a fourteen part series. Excellent. That's and that that's exactly the correct number of parts. So the reason it's a fourteen part series, and I'm sure you can already guess, um, <laughs> is that every week I would watch um, a different entry in the Airbud series um, and discuss. <gasps> there are fourteen Airbud movies. <laughs> yeah. So there's like four or five like air buds and then it goes into air buddies where it's like puppies and stuff. And then <laughs> and then and then the puppies they then they just go completely off the wall and there and then there's like um like space buddies where all the puppies go to space. Oh! And it's like it's yeah, it's I really want to do a 14 part series about um the Airbud franchise. Yes. Okay, here are here are a series of Airbud movies. Airbud, Airbud, Golden Receiver, Airbud, World Pup, oh, these titles, Airbud, Seventh Inning Fetch, mm-hmm. Airbud, oh. Spikes Back. That now we're at Air Buddies. We get Air uh-huh. Buddies, Snow Buddies, Space Buddies, Santa Buddies, Spooky Buddies, oh. Treasure Buddies, oh. Super Buddies. Uh. This is an excellent podcast idea. <laughs> ten out of ten. A plus. These movies look. Horrid. Oh yeah, I'm. So, I, yeah, I really want to do it. And hey, I need a co-host. I told you. Wait, it looks like they're Disney films, so they're probably on the mm-hmm. great new streaming service Disney Plus. So, uh, mm. Disney, Walt, somebody call Walt. 
get his head out of the freezer. Well, we know your head is we know your head is frozen somewhere. Yeah. Probably still functioning. So get his head yeah. out of the Maybe freezer. He, he, I'll get him to be the co-host. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Perfect. Yes. <laughs> the disembodied Nick frozen Bellinger. head of Walt Disney. You're like, all right, Walt, uh, hit us up with uh, all your analysis on uh, Air Bud. What what did you think about Air how Bud? How do you feel? How do you feel about the legacy of your name, knowing that it is plastered across the Air Bud franchise? The Air Bud. The Air Bud imagine, franchise. Well, since his head is most likely in some sort of sealed jar, Nick, you and he can hang out. Uh, while social distancing, mm-hmm. imagine you two watching it, and he's just like, "Nick, t- t- turn me away, turn me away," and you just got to spin the jar yeah. <laughs> away at certain points so he doesn't have to look at it. He'd be like, "I'm a Nazi oh. sympathizer, and this is worse." Right. That's what he would say. Right on. Everyone. I don't know all the never, details never, of that, but I'm sure you can Google it. Never forget that Walt Disney was a Nazi sympathizer. <laughs> <laughs> That's is that gonna be lesson. part of your series? That's going to be part of my series, yeah. All, the gonna, whole series, you think it's about Air Bud, but then it comes off, it's, you top it off with a history lesson. It's actually, yeah, it's actually about how Walt Disney was a Nazi sympathizer. Yeah. Wow. Today we'll be discussing a, a movie about puppies who go to space. This movie was made by a company whose founder was a Nazi sympathizer. <laughs> <laughs> Just offhandedly mentioned. Yeah. Woo. Um. All right, we are comedy we are gold. nearing we are nearing comedy gold. We're also nearing I, the end of our time. I don't think you guys understand how in it I am about this Airbud movies and the fact that my whole world has exploded by the fact Been that sure. there are fourteen <laughs> Airbud movies. That's fourteen too many. That Air is Bud fourteen. Uh, 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 let's Ooh, be generous and I say the first thirteen and a half too many. Okay. Yeah. Give me, give me, because Airbud, Airbud, the he, premise of Airbud is good for like a single episode of like, hey Arnold, like yeah, Arnold like say, teaches when the he, dog how to play basketball. When he leaves out that yogurt for that dog, if that doesn't crush your heart, there is Ugh. no heart in your body. Ugh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Brought to you by Danimals. Uh, the yogurt for animals. I want to thank Nick Fellinger for gracing us with his stories thank and yes, great stories. wonderfulness. We we will link to your social medias uh, in the show notes, my friend. I I look forward to. I mean, shit. When you make this podcast, come on, and we'll 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 tease it out. Yeah, absolutely. We'll make it happen. Absolutely. I would. I can't wait. It's gonna be good. Um. Uh, make sure you FaceTime your moms, kids. They're wondering how you're doing in this time. If you're yeah. not living in their basement already, make sure you check in. Yeah. Uh, and <laughs> the truth. Important, yeah. important message. And Walt Disney was a Nazi it. sympathizer. <laughs> Don't forget it. <laughs> Just, you got to live with your choices, kids. Uh, yeah. bye mom. Bye mom. Bye. Just now.